What what would they say to you? Dude, they'd be like, well, why don't you just set it all out and open? It's not my fault. I'm like, dude, it's got a sign that says, do not touch, do not open. Because I can understand if it's unlabeled, oh, no, people, it's lift, people lifting the top off to see, like maybe they thought it was something else. That's why I gave I gave him I gave him the first one. But then after that, I would sit there and the guy that would go with me, I was like, this will really tell you who didn't listen in school. It's Inner Drip. With Jafet. And David. What's up, dude? Hanging out. Hanging about out. you? Hanging out too, man. Trying to survive. Happy New Year. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's to all you listeners too. Yeah. Of course, by the time that this comes it's out, it will be already. the end of... No, it'll be the beginning of February, I beginning. think. Beginning. So. That's all right. That's yeah, all right. What What is the cutoff on Happy New Year? When do you stop saying it? I guess like a week or two weeks after. That sounds about right. Or, or what about if you haven't seen that person? Like, let's just say my sister. What about if I wouldn't have seen her come into the new year, and then I would have visited her three months later? That's too late. Too late. You three months? Because, so? I mean, you, well, you still got to, you don't think it's right like to, to <laughs> Not be in like, March. Well, have a, like, I hope your year's all right, you know? Yeah. Oh, I hadn't seen you. Happy New Year's, you know? Yeah. I love you. Not to everybody, obviously, no, right. but like to loved ones you that just you just go into Walmart in March. Happy New Year. Happy New Year's. I, and then they'd be like, why? I'm like, I didn't see you at the first year. So it's just a Happy yeah. New Year's kept in the vault. I think if you haven't seen them, you maybe have till the end of the month. And then if you haven't seen them by February, it's too late. Cool. You just got to be like Happy Valentine's or whatever. Yeah, that I mean point, that's you know, uh, yeah. There's always more holidays. Or is it before the next holiday? Mm, what is the next holiday? I mean, Martin Luther King Day is mid January. Then Valentine's is mid February. But we don't go around saying Happy Martin Luther King Day. We don't. Should we? I think so. I, I think we should. I think we should. Only like bank employees and shit really get into that one. Yeah, but at that perspective, like, who are you saying it to, you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's been realistic. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 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 I mean, you know, yeah. he, I mean, for me, I guess he, fought, you know, he led the the way, I guess, in a way, I'm, I'm, I'm a minority, you yeah. know, but like you, that is a Caucasian, Am would I just you go gonna, to another Caucasian and be yeah. like, happy I'm Martin. just saying it to other white people. I mean, I, you know, that's a great question. <laughs> you just say it to other white people? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I think I there was know. a episode on a there was an episode on a show. I forgot what it was, man. That that's that was like their whole thing behind it that they started wanting like everybody to say Happy Martin Luther King, and it got to where like he was like alone with another American white Caucasian person, and they were like, "Well, do we say it to each other? Maybe we should." Yeah. Yeah, and they did. They they just they made their like they made like their whole thing about going and making sure they said it to everybody and everybody was equal. I I like that. I think that you know kind of uh, supports his message. Yeah, yeah, it does. I think yeah, because he wanted everybody to. You know, it still trips me out that there are 
tons of people alive today that watched desegregation happen. Dude. It was not that long ago no, when you put it that way. We've climbed a, a big mountain then mm-hmm. for that short mm-hmm. time span to where it is now. I think I think it's pretty welfare now. Like, yeah, there will still be out in the world, anywhere out in the world that, you know, there will always be racism. I don't think you'll be able to, you know, fully get rid full of, of it. it. I mean, you can't change everybody's you yeah. know, minds. Um, but, but you don't have separate water fountains and schools no, no, and no, stuff. No, no, you know, that's, no, no, like that. That part at least. You uh, know. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, there you go. You uh, heard it here first. You heard it here first. What What did they hear? I don't know. I don't know either. Whatever we just said. <laughs> <laughs> there uh, are no separate water fountains anymore. That's what you heard here first. Yes. <laughs> Somebody's going to comment and be like, well, actually, actually, here in the middle of Alabama, we do have. Dude, The uh, I, I mean, I do remember my mom talking about, um, I mean, this would have been in the 70s, right? When, early 70s when she remembers like the first black girl at her school. And that was like well after it. It was supposed to be you know what i mean yeah this was like several years later than it should have been but she remembers you know that's crazy yeah wow that's super crazy what about you think there was racism in star wars dude i love bringing this up like i i uh it's sam and i actually have joked about this like i want to do a sketch of like us like a, a Star Wars stand up comedian yeah. making like racist jokes about Rodians and That's like other aliens. Yeah, because I mean, you, I, I'm sure there was. It had to be. You like, know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty great. Uh, talking about uh, talking about Sam, I have an article that I came across last week that you remember in his episode a few weeks ago, we talked about the poisonous mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned there was one that was like pretty much 100% fatality that was near... Delicious? You said that somebody said that it was... Yeah. Well, was that... Did that person say it while they were dying? Like, oh, by the way, I'm dying, but... These are delicious. Yeah. Um, well, this is a, this is actually a different, a new case that happened. Let me check the date on this. This was published at the end of December. Uh, this guy in Ohio survived from eating like four of them, and uh, it was an experimental medicine. Here, let me let me just pull this up here. So. This is one of the craziest things ever. He ate it because he was going out. He found some mushrooms. He had an app. You know, those those apps that tell you what kind of plant something is. And they're, you know, not really the most accurate all the time because it's hard to tell from a picture, much less have a computer do Mm -hmm. it for you. Well, there's one of those for mushrooms. And this app told him it was an edible mushroom. I bet he going to get some money. Dude, I, that's the most unethical thing I've ever heard. But it told him it was an edible mushroom. He ate four of them. And the his wife took him to the hospital because he thought he was dying. What yeah. were the symptoms? Does it not say on there? Let's I'm see, sure yeah. like vomiting. Yeah, all sorts of you know vomiting. It It actually doesn't say here. In his case, but yeah, vomiting, sweating, fever, yeah, all that stuff. Um, 
And she was like, he's never, he never likes to go to the doctor, none of that. And he was like, I need to go to the hospital. So she knew it was serious. Takes him to the hospital. They tell her, start making arrangements. Oh, shoot. Yeah. But there's an experimental medicine for it now called Silibin. S-I-L-I-B-I-N. That apparently helps 30 to 50% of the people that get it. And he survived. And he said he's had like took him about six months to get back to normal. But he, he lived. Jeez. Yeah. Can you believe that little I mean they were little too. Well, they can get decent size. Decent. I mean they, they can get, you know, four or five, six inches big, pretty big across. I've seen some of them yeah, in the wild, those, you know. Those those big ones. I guess that sucks for that app though. Dude, that app should never have existed. You know, but I mean, it could be that he you sign that you you know they're not lying. Yeah. At the beginning, you click, and some people don't read, man. Yeah, you, you they click, and it's like okay, well, yeah, we we think you know, but it's not a hundred percent sure. If you'd end up you know dying or anything from it, we're not liable. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, wild thing, dude. That's crazy. Okay, so like, I got another question for you. No limits in your life, money, or anything. You can go anywhere and you can carry as many people. Obviously, you're not going to carry 100 people okay. with you. But, you know, you're close around friends that you love and you hang out. Where would you, where would be the, have you ever thought of the place that you would love to bring in the new year? Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. That is a good question. I guess I've never thought about it. Do you, do you already have an answer for it? Dude, mine would be like Dubai okay. or Singapore. Okay. Now, you know you're not allowed to drink in Dubai, right? Damn, you can't drink in Dubai? No, it's illegal. They don't drink alcohol. No, because they're Muslim and it's and it's uh, like a That's Sharia law right. country. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay, never mind. Screw that. But Singapore or like... Singapore would be cool. Tokyo or a big city where like... Tokyo would be cool. Yeah, I'd be down. Yeah, Singapore, I've, I've, I would be interested in visiting for sure. Yeah. It's a very interesting country because the whole country is one city. Yeah, it's, it's huge. Like, it's nice. So modern. Yeah. 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 I was watching a thing on Singapore. Like, it's it's very prosperous and this and that. But it's also, like, a very authoritarian yeah. country. Like the Yeah. So, like, citizens have a pretty good life there, but they're also not super free either. Yeah. Like, you're not allowed to chew gum. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Or wait, I might be mixing this up with Indonesia. But dude, it I, it's one of those. I, I know that God, like I in Dubai, Singapore. you can't spit on the sidewalk. Yeah. And women can't drive cars. <sighs> we're just talking about like, that's part of human, you know, we just talked about race. And now we're talking about human rights. Yeah. Like, damn, <laughs> yeah. there's still places out there that women can't drop cars? Absolutely. Jeez. Uh, Afghanistan, now that the Taliban's in yeah, charge. They they're like, uh-uh. Yep, it is illegal to chew gum in Singapore. You will get thrown in jail if you sneak chew it in. Gum? Chewing gum? Because they, they, they don't want people to spit it out on the street and litter and make, what is, make it dirty. What are, like their, what are like their pot laws there? It must be uh, like harsh, dude. I'm, I'm sure. Most of Asia is for weed. Most of Asia is very, very strict and harsh on weed. Like, they treat it like a hard drug. I mean, dude, I'm cool with the gum because there's been so many times where you sit and you put your hands there to get back up. I know. What's up with them? Dude, and I'm like, 
you know what? Why Somebody do people should do that? die for this. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so like, hey, if you can go to jail and learn a lesson from it. Yeah. So if you became like dictator of Singapore, you're like, all right, weed is legal, but, but chewing gum, death I'm penalty. Keep it. We're gonna run with it. <laughs> oh my god. That's crazy. Yeah. Um Thailand used to have the death penalty for if you got smuggled weed in, yeah. They used to have the death penalty for smuggling for weed. Some weed. Yeah. I remember even when I went to China in 2012, um, it was very illegal. Uh, a couple of the classmates that I was with smuggled in a joint and a pack of cigarettes. I did not smoke. I didn't even know about this until a few days later. Damn. I wouldn't have. I would have no. been too scared. No, I would have been too scared. But um, a the couple of them would have got y'all back. Maybe in a couple say, years. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, but you'd have been back. That. Yeah. I met a Canadian guy while I was there in Beijing. We met a Canadian guy that said he could buy weed. And he said it was like it came out around about 20 bucks for a gram of like the dirtiest shit weed you'd yeah. ever seen. But he said, and then the Canadian guy also said like hard drugs were way more popular over there because, you know. Well, they're more easy to do. Right, exactly. When you think about it, they're more easy to do. You can go to a bathroom, nobody will ever suspect the smell or, you know, other than them looking at you. But, like, weed is just, sometimes it's just the smell. Right. The smell, bro. Yeah. Um, And, and like, a quantity thing, too. If you're talking about the smugglers and illicit producers, like... Yeah. It's worth a lot more when it's the harder stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Weird thing. That's but very yeah, weird. A, a lot of Asia has been uh, very strict on weed, with with few exceptions. Canada too, isn't it? Canada, they still or they really, no. Canada is fully legal. Fully legal. Anyone over twenty one. Oh. Mm-hmm. No, you got trip to Canada. Yeah, yeah, they've got pretty good bud. Um, what was the last time I, I I was there last in 2014 I think maybe 15 and it was already it was still illegal there but it was so prevalent yeah. that when I went in across the border I was coming from Seattle to Vancouver and when I went across the border they hassled me a lot like they searched my shit like they were they swabbed my phone did I never tell you about this? Do they do that in Mexico, bro? When you're coming back in? When you're coming in? Well, you when you're coming back in, back in Mexico, they just pull random people from from mm-hmm. from the line. Yeah, and they'll they'll open up your suitcase. They'll mm-hmm. take all your phones. They'll come up with like this machine, and like they're moving up, and then they stick it in. And what's that machine t- tells them? Like you were around some shit. Well, I don't know about that. Like the the machine is usually an X ray thing. This was like an actual swab. Yeah, they physically. had that too, and they had the. Mach- I don't know what the, the machine, machine was, was probably an X ray. But I saw them like, and it, this was you had already passed TCS. This is right before you get onto the plane. Like they'll pull a couple of, I don't know, it was like five people, and they'd be like, "Hey, extra security," and they're usually people that are like connecting from other countries okay so like one of them was like from china one of them was like from coming from indonesia and i don't know why they were coming into mexico and then from mexico they were going somewhere else and um and they were getting swabbed and i was Mm -hmm. always like what are they doing yeah yeah so they were swabbing it for the phone for drug residue and and I was mouthy with the guy because i knew it you know i wasn't doing anything i didn't have anything on me obviously i'm just you know i've got my underwear and my deodorant and stuff and so i had 
I had the opportunity to be mouthy, I guess, if you want to put it that way. Um, but he swabbed my phone and he was like, you've been rolling up joints on this. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I can, there's no weed in my possession. Yeah. I rolled joints up on it last week. Of course. And he was like, you done anything harder? You been doing any lines off the phone? I was like, no, uh, you know, I, and I actually said to him, I was like, do I look like a junkie? He was like, well, you never know what they look like. And I was like, all right, dude. And like, I, just good, give me my good answer. Back. I mean, it, he's, he's right. <laughs> fair, fair. But yeah, I was like, no, I haven't been fucking doing hard drugs. On. No. So, and so, oh, sorry. I was going to say too, when he, when he said, have, uh, did, have you rolled up joints on your phone? This, that, did you bring any with you? I was like, no, dude, I'm going to Vancouver. I'm getting some there. <laughs> he didn't like that. <laughs> But he can't do anything. He couldn't about do anything it. about it. Yeah. yeah. It was just a border guard. But yeah. That's that was crazy. <laughs> that was my story of the last time I was in Canada. This but was you going into Canada, into, right? Yeah. That's so crazy. They didn't, ain't it that that like I've heard that the Canada border is super, super like strict. Yes. I think there's even I mean, I wanna say even people that have like DUIs and shit can't even yeah, get you in. Can't, you can't like, go in with your so I think it's like a a deme- like a level high domestic DUI or a felony. Okay. Like I think the DUI and the domestic is like you have to have like you know five years that you haven't you know prior yeah. to it. Um, but I I've seen like athletes or not athletes but like famous people that you know back then had a felony mm-hmm. like oh I can't go perform in, in Canada can't because go play, they, they can't that, go, yeah. you know can't get in. Mm-hmm. And I was like always oh, like dang but like. Never know. Uh, the, their country, their rules, I guess. I mean, it's smart. Yeah. I, that's what, I mean, you wouldn't let somebody, I mean, it's different though, I guess, but if you knew somebody that would still, would you let them in their in your house as frequently and accessible? I mean, the only real life scenario I've had with that, it was not me directly that was stolen from, but it was my roommate and we never let him in the house again. Yeah. So, I mean, why wouldn't a country Same not deal. scan, you know, or make sure who they're letting in their country? Yeah. So, I, I agree with that, man. I, I totally respect, you know, I think we as human beings need to accept our consequences because oh, yeah. of our, you know, our actions have consequences. Yes, they do. So, you have to learn that, man. And, and oh, well, if, if you can't go in there because you did something, oh, well, just, you know. Do the crime, do the time. Exactly. So it would suck for people that had like a weed charge from like thirty years oh, ago, yeah. and like now it's legal. But, but I still heard now you in. can get it expunged quicker, though. Maybe, yeah, because it's it's such a it's a misdemeanor now, right? Yeah. In some places, some places I guess federal is still federally it's still illegal. Yeah. But half the country it's it's legal by state now. I don't remember the exact numbers, but it's about half of the country now. Yeah, weed's going to be, dude. I thought it would have been by now already, but you know, actually. The more the more we get accessible to things like that, the more the technology can pin you on, like, let's just say now they give cops swabbing mm-hmm. machines. Yeah. You know, like the airport's got, like, a mini one that could, or, or whatever, however that equipment comes, or case, or tool, or whatever, um... What about if they could prove how long you had weed in the car? You know, the more it, the more available it is, the more they're gonna dial in on like, yeah, back in our parents' time, it wasn't, 
it was against the law to have weed and to smoke weed, but they didn't have these tests. That, right. You know it was like I mean? back in the day before. It, D- both, both situations um, come up and like, uh, uh, they just come up, bro. Yeah. Like, like you think about like before they had DNA testing, like murderers way back, you know, that thought they got away with it. And then decades later, DNA testing comes out. It's harder to get away. It's going to get harder. The more it becomes available and the more, it, you know, you, you'll get less in trouble for it. But the more I think you'll be able to get caught quicker than back in the day. You know what I mean? Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. We'll see. They they have not figured out a good system for like testing for if you're currently under the influence. Like states have desperately wanted to figure out a weed breathalyzer, and that so far has not been productive. But can't they? You can get a ticket for being under the influence. Absolutely, right? yeah. You can you can get a DUI for weed, but there's not an accurate way to there's not like a BAC point oh eight equivalent. Then how can they tell your eyes? If the cop thinks you are and if the court thinks you are. So you can still take it to court and you can win. Yeah, like yeah. I mean potentially, sure. Yeah. Like there was the case I think sometime last year, it could have been a couple of years ago, of a college athlete who got pulled over after a party, completely sober, no weed, no alcohol, and he was mouthy. Yeah, it was kind of the same deal as me where, like, he knew he hadn't done anything wrong. So he was kind of smarting off a little bit, which is not illegal. No. You know, uh, but the, as soon as he blew a 0.0 on the breathalyzer, cop arrested him and took him in for a DUI because the cop accused him of being high. And, of course, he wasn't. And so he got his charges dropped, but it was this whole thing. That's crazy. It was. The video is wild. It, but but it in the, in those scenarios, though, you're also, the a part of the equation is you're also, they're putting in cops that should be doing the right thing. You know, he wasn't doing, the cop wasn't doing the right thing at, no. that, at that moment. No. You know, sometimes. He was just trying to make the guy have a harder night. Oh, yeah. Because he knew he, he messed up. Yeah, you know, he messed up, and yep. I think I've seen it. It's a video where he's driving, and he's like, "I haven't been drinking." Yeah, that one. I, yeah, so that sucks, dude. In that point, like, it's that's not a that's not a machine error. That's a human error. That I mean, yeah, just gonna you're always bro. gonna have some bad apples. Yeah, that sucks, bro. So what's up, man? Any any new goals you have planned for this New Year's? Man, that's a good that's a good question. I was kind of writing some down the other day. Kind of, I don't know if I still have the sheet of paper, but I was trying to sort of write down and organize what I wanted to get done uh, over the year. Not like resolutions necessarily, yeah. but work goals maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I have been working towards opening phone and computer repair, as you know. Hopefully that will be, I don't know. I'm going to try for a February opening. There's still some details that I need to hammer out. I still have not settled on a name. So I'm kind of waiting to file the LLC until then. Even though you can do a DBA, you know, so your LLC name doesn't have to be the name that you go by as a business, but 
you know, just for the sake of simplicity, I'd like to have it figured out first. Yeah. So that's kind of my main first goal. Uh, besides that, um, the next comedy show was postponed for a little bit, but that'll be at some point getting a you know new open mic format going. Have you had any new people tell you that like they want to give it a shot? Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I think a lot of people are more inclined to do this open mic thing because the way we had been doing the first shows, and we'll still keep doing them that way, but it's a very intimidating thing. It's a real thing. It's a real it, thing. That's a real the comedy spotlights, show. Spotlights, yeah, stage, camera, the whole works. Yeah. So I think if it wasn't that, it feels high stakes, even though it's not. I mean, not really. You could embarrass yourself in front of 70 people, but that's not the worst thing. No, but it's, I think it's like the mentality perspective of a, a show. Sound, okay, the sound of a show is different than the sound of an open mic. Exactly. You know, open mic, people know that there, people are going to try it out. They, exactly. They might suck. Exactly. You know? And that's you, all right. Yeah, and, and, and it's okay. But then you go to a show... You kind of want to expect to be, it's a show. Yeah. You know? So I think maybe that's why people are more open to to doing an open mic. Yep. Their um, stakes are lower. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I mean, that's cool, dude. That's definitely cool. Comedy is a definitely cool thing to do. Yeah. So those are kind of my main goals for the first quarter of that's the year. Loud. What about you? Man, mine. So recently I just left my job. Congratulations. <laughs> Man, I definitely, dude. Um, better than that. Um, so for me, it's been an eye-opener um, on trying to do a little bit of more of a hustle on my artistic stuff. I'm still working at Chick-fil-A part-time. Um, um, hopefully, be moving to another job later on. But really, my goals is to get myself mentally right, man. I think I was just living day to day. Day to day, day to day, and escaping it where you shouldn't be an escape, man. Um, I've been working every day for a very long time at early mornings. Um, right now, I'm just, I work at night, and I'm able to at least, in my head first, my, my, my thing this year is to execute. Hell yeah. Finish to execute because I have great ideas in my head. We've discussed them. That sometimes it's just hard to like, I don't know. It's just that transition of like, for me, it's like that transition in my head. I have the idea and then I'll format how I'm going to do it. But from that to actually physically getting up and doing it, it gets derailed by is this outcome going to be worth the time that I'm investing in it? That That's totally wrong to look at your art like that. Is the juice worth the squeeze? Yeah, so the one thing that I... It's crazy because at the end of this year, right before Christmas, it was super busy, but I... I at the end of that, the year, really, these last couple months, I've been falling into like the Rick Rubin stuff. I've been 
And like, dude, remind and me he, which band was he? So he was. He's just a producer, man. Oh, okay. Um, I, I don't know if he was in a band, I thought, but he maybe is, he was in a he band. Music, guy, yeah. Right? Oh, dude, yeah. he's he's got multiple Grammys. Okay, like he's worked with so many people. Okay, um, Jay Z. I, I might have had I him mean, mixed up. Okay, I was thinking that he was like an. A guitarist from a class. No, he was dude, not. This he, was, is, he was just a producer. This is a yeah, but he okay. lives. He lives on like that monk kind of like you know. He's he's super chill, dude. But for such a humble guy that's worked with like dude Andre Bocelli or like uh dude uh Jay Z Mariah. I mean, dude, this dude's worked with a bunch of people. I'm hella rich. Um, but not just him, but like he he resonated in my journey at that moment that he was like, cause I was always like, man, I my art's gonna get me somewhere, and it is. But like I always banked on it, always, and that thought has always been in my mind of like, is the juice worse the squeeze, you know? And when I would get discouraged, is because I wouldn't see any juice yeah i'd see a little drops you <laughs> yeah. know but i'm like i can't live off drops no you know you need at least a um at least a half glass so you can you know at least at least bro so um so yeah i listened to his podcast his book he wrote and then he just started coming up on my timeline he uh andrew huderman just did him um and also david goggins bro um yeah, I don't know if you know who yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, I know David um, Coggins. And so, like, the mixture between both of them and him being like, dude, you should do your art for you. You should do yeah. your art for who you are and just for you. He said, yeah. He said, you can put it out, but don't expect anything from it. If you like it, that's good. That's number one. So that's kind of like, I guess I started my, my year ago a little bit earlier. And then this... You know, the job thing gave me more opportunity to beat time. Um, so right now it's just figuring out how to continue the flow of, you know, looking at my art a little bit deeper on resonating me um, and me liking it. And I mean, it has gone pretty straight, you know, um, I, I can I can see that I, I'm enjoying I'm back making music. Yeah, um, I'm back making music. I'm still learning again but like I, i'm back at it that's how i started my music we i think we've discussed I remember, this yeah, on here. We, we did talk about the music used to be your foreground kind of Dude. focus and yeah. the video was the background yeah. now it was kind of vice versa uh i really enjoyed the thing that we made and put out last week oh dude awesome with your with your mexico videos yeah it's awesome so that's a thing too that like i want us we discussed that, i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt is that on just on instagram that's just on instagram right now um yeah because i don't want to dabble i i do have multiple but that's just on my main instagram and i just want to just do i just want to just do me but yeah we um so yeah we made a video and um we edited off my clips that's not really the main goal dude um just to just to travel the world and like that great edit, if we could have, like, some conversation clips, would have been great, bro. What you mean? Like, the one you edited, like, that's the goal. Like, the one you edited with the music and all that. Like, and we could get a little bit more dialogue into, like, 
but that's like the main goal that's like my last last goal life goal is to be able to have that traction as an artist but also it funds me to make i I love traveling meet new people dude and just love to travel the perspective of traveling is not to do the five-star hotel like no i just want to go to dope epic views bro like chasing views bro that's what my thing would be go to like these from landscape to you know uh, engineering stuff that you know just blows your mind and submerge yourself in that culture of like meeting cool people at the bar you know meeting cool people at uh i like to we like to play pickleball oh yeah pickleball's growing bro go to different places that people love pickleball like you know and make good content out of it so that's the main goal. Um, but right now, it's really to start two goals. Continue the flow of my art from music to photography. We talked about some you know, short clip, 90 second, that we're in the works of doing. And then um, staying healthy. That's um, a good goal. Um, staying healthy. We do pickleball for that. We, you know, we slow down a little bit now that it's a little cold. But honestly, dude, I think I'm probably going to quit my, my gym membership. Because I don't go, dude. And really, three nights a week that we play pickleball at night, like we used to, mm-hmm. that's plenty of exercise that I, I've I've realized that. Um, so that might be a thing that like I might not focus on a lot this year. Um, not that I'm not focusing on health because I'm, I'm, I'm doing different things, but not like, you know, I guess my mentality has switched on like, getting the muscles you know yeah. trying to get big i just want to stay healthy and then money that's really three things man my art money and health are my three main goals honestly that's pretty good yeah. that's a pretty good set of stuff right there art money health yeah yeah i mean yeah then i'm trying i'm trying to work on all three of them the money perspective is a hard one right now. On, that is a tough one. On not selling my soul to a company. I know. That's that, the worst. That's the hardest. It really grinds my gears even to this day that I've never enjoyed. I mean, not to say I've never enjoyed it. I've never had a job that I just loved. I've had jobs that I could tolerate. I mean... I would love to work somewhere that was something I'm passionate about, and yeah. it's just never happened. It's just never happened. I've never had an employer that uh, treated me like a, I don't know, person. Yeah, but <laughs> that also, makes sense. But also, too, we're a different breed, bro. Because tell me one good thing that we're good at. Creative stuff. Now tell me a hundred other things that we're good at. We're good Sports, at a lot of stuff, bro. So like those people, that, people. So if you would say I haven't really found that one, I I don't think our job is to be a multi doer, right? Like I, that's our our thing. I agree, and that's not particularly valuable at most jobs. No. So like somebody that's happy being an accountant because they love numbers. Like, yeah, I'm sure or, I could learn to or, be an accountant. Or even not just because they love numbers, but because they're good at sitting down and doing one repetitive task. True. That's why I was never good at school. Yeah. True. Like, I okay, I don't know if I should say I was never good at school. You just didn't enjoy it. Yeah. I was, I'll be honest, college, was, I was not a great performer in college. Like, 
Uh, bro, I saw. I don't know why I brought this up, or like, not not why I brought this up. I don't remember why I went back and looked this up, but I saw for years I've been saying I got a 3.0 GPA in college. I looked at my old transcript and I actually saw I did not get a 3.0 in college. I got a 2.998. Wow. I think, or maybe even a 2.98, whatever it was, it was below 3.0. I did not have a B average. I had less than that, but I just didn't enjoy sitting down and doing repetitive, arbitrary stuff. I'm right there with you, man. So, like, I feel like we're we're people that we're we're super valuable once we once we pass the cap of normal, I guess, life. Because right now nobody sees it, but on. Only us sees it, but let's just say one of these things pops off and we make it in one of these things. Then people are going to see the hundred things that we, because you're going to be able to fund other things. Yep. And that's when people are going to be like, oh, damn, these dudes are entrepreneurs. They do everything. But it's just, we've always been that. Right. It just never it fruited just, yet. No, it, it just... We're entrepreneur. We do. Oh man, I. We talked about it the other day. We were chilling. I was chilling one day, and some guy was like, "Yeah, this dude does everything." And I was like, "Damn, I do do everything." Like that's good that people see that. But like now, we just need to want that one thing to get us over that cap. Dude, the talking about like one specific thing pops off that you don't necessarily know what it's gonna be. I found a hilarious. YouTube channel last week that I don't think this guy meant for it to go anywhere. All right. So I'm going to give a little context first. When you get done shopping at the grocery store, what do you do with your card after you put your groceries in your car? I put it in that little um, buggy thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Some people just leave it there. Some people just leave it there. So what's he do? So he started a channel called Cartnarks. I think I've heard of it. Have you ever seen it? it re- refresh me an episode. So he narks on people who leave their cart in the parking lot. He'll watch and he'll see somebody just leave their cart and get in their car to go. And he'll roll up on them with his little wand and be like, whoop, 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 whoop. Hey, are you going to put your cart away? And then just, you know records the results and like, some people get pissed oh yeah some people get mad yeah because you're pointing out something that it's dude i saw it catering wise oh yeah catering wise when i would cater events i would set a line and this is the same emotion of this is why people get angry same as this as the carts so when you're setting a line sometimes the event is was too big for the amount of people we had. So instead of having to take, replenish something hot, like green beans, a large, and it's on a chafing dish with burners. So yeah, I know what you're having about. to pick yeah. it up. Okay, you just add an extra same large. If it's like for 300 people, you're going to have two largest. Yeah. So if you could take all the hot food out at once, but then keep one covered up with aluminum foil, you have no idea how many 
grown adults knowing that it's shut close or you have a lid on it or you have aluminum foil will open that one thing up and look at it and then close it back up. Even if you put a sign like, hey, do not open because you're saving it until that other one finishes oh, oh you get what i'm saying like I, if i got two pans of of green beans they're both and, in and they're both dishes. side by side on the yeah, table side by side so i'll cover one completely up you know and then it'll like have, hey we're gonna switch over to this one after the first one's empty and it gets partly and, empty and they open the new one dude we went to gradal for their for their christmas party that they fed their people and that first time i was like okay cool like it doesn't say anything, so I'll give them that one thing. But like, all right, we did we did the whole week because they're a big company, and so I went three days a week. So the first day I was like, okay, forget it. Like you know, I understand. The second day, right before they all came in, I told them, hey, like the stuff that's covered up, that's just extra. People still did it. Mm. All right, the third day, I printed out a "Do Not Touch" sign folded it a piece of paper folded it and uh put it on top the lid people would still do it weird dude and it's not this just there it but when you point it out to them it'd be like hey dude this has like you know excuse me sir like this has a do not they get pissed off like what what would they say to you dude they'd be like well why don't you just set it all out and open it's not my fault like dude it's got a sign that says do not touch. Do not open. Because I can understand if it's unlabeled, oh, no, people, it's lift, people lifting the top off to see, oh, that's more green beans. Like maybe they thought it was something else. That's why I gave I gave him, I gave him the first one. But then after that, it, there's no... And I would sit there and the guy that would go with me, I was like, this will really tell you who didn't listen in school. Man. The grown people. So I figured that the you come into the parking lot and you're pointing out dude you're basically telling them like come on dude nobody hates like dude this is why cars get dinged up and scratched exactly up. like you're fucking up you're messing exactly. up like dude i'm sure they're like well then who are you what's your problem like you know this and that i wouldn't get angry. i i don't get angry. that's why i put it in the I put it in the thing. And fair enough, some people do go, oh, you're right, I'm sorry, I was just being lazy, and then they, you know. That's awesome. They take care of it. But yeah, I just, I, dude, I watched hours of this channel. I was fascinated by it. I kid you not, I was so elated to see that this thing existed. But you like to watch a funny cat animal videos too, right? Like, yeah, but not exclusively. Yeah. Well, that <laughs> yeah. format. Yeah. Cuz I'm sure it's I'm sure he's cutting from like different No, he does no, he does long form where it, it's his like GoPro body cam type thing and he does not do cuts at all. Oh shoot. So like, there's that many people that single, are not Yeah, I mean a video might be like 10 minutes long and it might have two or three interactions in that. But it's long form where he doesn't cut anything away. Do you think he travels outside? He of does. His? He he travels all over the place. He's a full time radio host in, cool. somewhere out west. I don't remember. That's cool. But he's a full time radio host and does this part time. And it was just like a passion project of his. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I hate that shit too. Yeah. 
That's so, so yeah, that was a uh, example of somebody who you know did something for them, and other people liked it enough that it popped. And uh, what was his? You remember his numbers? Like how many subs he had or views? I don't remember, but I did see a video from like Forbes or something like that. Or he's making over a hundred k off of just that. It's not even his full time gig, but he's probably making more money from that than his his full time job. I'm sure sometimes it sucks, but dude, yeah. You are listening to the greatest podcast, the best podcast in America and in the world, frankly. Donnie, it's the best podcast in the universe. I talk to these guys. They're seriously amazing. Uh, now, I hate to agree with Sleepy Joe on anything, but he's right. These are great guys, the best guys. Tell your mom I said hi, Donald. Now, stay tuned for the rest of the episode. This is Inner Drip. I watched this little kid that is, he grew up around, like, uh, woodwork stuff from his dad. And he designs, like, I think I've showed it to him. Maybe you or Gilbert. Um... And, dude, he said he just started it to just mess around, little kid. And now he's, like, 16, 17, and, like, he's making bank off of it. He's designing, like, real deal. Like, that's why I guess you should never stop. This is a prime example of, like, why you should never stop creating, I guess. Because you never know when the thing will be. Yeah. Yeah, now, the other thing, I guess, that's different about him versus, like, my interest is, okay, that guy had been doing woodworking. If he's 16 now, he'd been doing it for what, a long time. Since he was a kid, a decade already. Mm-hmm. And, like, that kind of hyper-focus of how many hours do you think he spent? I mean, thousands, thousands and thousands of hours getting really, really good at it. Yeah. Well, I like so many different things. I don't have one thing that I've done for a decade straight every day. Like I love 3d printing and, and even designing my own stuff. And you know, that's a totally different skill set of like CAD design and, and computer drawing the blueprints up to print stuff. Now, how many hours I've spent on CAD? Not super a lot. So even if I've got a good idea on something, you know, I'm I'm not a good designer necessarily. Mm-hmm. So that's never going to be my thing. If I wanted to do that, I should have started that a decade ago. Yeah. And there's a lot of little stuff like that, I guess, that, oh, I really enjoy this thing. But it's not. It's not the one it's thing. It's not the one. Yeah, I mean that that too is in a way that too is scary because you're spending a lot of time on those little things too. Oh yeah, and then you you get to a point where your life is like, okay, do you? Oh, but think about it though, man. Think about it. It it could be your thing though because you already got a three D printer. You already know how to use it. What about if you design this one thing that? you didn't think was going to be the thing, but then everybody needs that one thing and you didn't see that being like your, yeah. Now at that point, when you see that traction moving, that snowball, snowball moving traction that you didn't expect to move that big, you would have to invest the time. Well, I do think that most of the time you're only going to hit that one, you know, genius level idea after you've already become extremely proficient in it yeah 
And the problem for me being extremely proficient in one thing is you have to sacrifice just about everything else. That's you got to do it to dude. the exclusion of everything else. And that's where I, that's where I don't do specialization very well. The world rewards specialization, yeah. but that's not my personality type. I'm a dabbler. I like lots of different stuff. There's a great Kurt Vonnegut story, a short story about, yeah, he wrote this back in the fifties about a man who wanted to get rich and wealthy so that he could, you know, make his wife happy, whatever the case was. And his, I think, I think the character's name, uh, fuck, I don't even remember names, whatever. It's not important. But like the guy's father-in-law said, become an expert in one thing that nobody else is really good at. Become an expert in ketchup. And so in this short story, he learned every minute detail about every brand and this and that until the point where all these companies were paying him to be the consultant, That's what's you know, and, and it's a kind of a silly story, but the idea is still valid to this day oh, yeah. that if you can hyper-focus yourself into expertise in something that a lot of people aren't, you're going to do pretty well, but I don't want to do anything like that to the exclusion of all these other things that I also love. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely that's definitely right up my alley. It's crazy, dude. Cause you are right, man. Like you look at like these soccer players that since little they've been put in academies and then they've lived that life and or you see it in like other people like I see it in like baseball and my brother in law's like, you know, he's taking on a batting practice, he's taking them to pitching practice he's you know travel ball um you do sacrifice that that little bit but the return is so much higher like the return is so much and for them too is like sometimes their family's depending on yeah that you to know like lift them out of out of poorness yeah you know poverty yeah um that sometimes it's, I guess so, it's just a payout. So then what if you spent all those years and all those hours and you don't go pro? Dude, sheesh. Then oh, what and about all happens. that? Yeah, all the time. Most people don't go pro. No. I mean, most, like, NFL players that all the, all that beat out all the other thousands and thousands of college athletes that but, didn't go pro. But then you look at, then you look at, like Tyree Kill. He's a super successful wide receiver. Played for the Chiefs. Now he's at the Dolphins, and he's one of the best, fastest. Um, you won't really ever see him like out and about, hanging out at clubs or at parties. He's uh, he's on Twitch. He's a live streamer oh, on Fortnite. Cool. Um, oh, really? Pretty big, and like so he's. He's done that his whole career because he was like, dude, he started football by playing football on the game. And then he, you know, once he got decent at that, you know, he was his career was, you know, he was going to high school, you know, college. But then that was a trait that he was able to. He did. You know what his sacrifice was? 
going to the clubs and hanging out. He would go home and he would he would play Fortnite. He would play hey, Madden. That, that's fair. I very, mean, like so that's a very that's a very tameable goal or a tameable dream too. Where like you should also never just yeah. If you want to hyper hyper focus on being a race car, well then don't just put it on that one thing you know he don't put all your eggs in one basket yeah he's got a backup plan like it could be supplementary income for now or if he gets a career-ending injury well he's got this other thing that he can pick up with yeah and 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 one thing too is like i go back to the rick rubin thing he was like make art he's like make art two minutes of the day you know if you love it that much and your schedule is full yeah, oh, I'm going to take 10 minutes before I go to bed and play this. So continue. If you can continue that project, continue it every night. If you don't feel like doing it, but continue it throughout your life. He was like, and then you'll have logs of all these different mm. arts. So when you do have a little time and you lease to see what other people, that might be the road that people, it might be time for it. It might be time for it. It might not have been time when you made it. Yeah. But sometimes we tend to, we live in like the, and I'm so guilty of this, we live in like this media world right now where I make something cool and I want to throw it out there right, right away. Because it's that, that fast, that fast movement. But he was like, dude, some of my own, like some of my stuff that I use now, I recorded it, you know, like sounds or like piano riffs and stuff like that. He's like, I recorded it years ago, but I just, I just didn't. No, that's interesting. I just yeah. didn't feel focus enough to and it went and it boiled down back to he was like yeah it sounded cool to my other friends but deep down in me i knew it wasn't ready yet he said so i held on to it he said don't get me wrong it's easier for me because this is my life this is where i make money from to do that but think about somebody that's working a nine to five they're working a nine to five they're going home they work on their art for instead of going to the homies and now it's different if you're going with the homies and you're exercising you know you're being productive you're working on ideas but like most well, I, I usually don't have that problem i'm super blessed that usually if i'm out i'm either exercising or i'm in here with you we're talking about ideas same as gilbert talking about ideas talking about doing things um and so that's a that's a plus too that we you know we sur- we're surrounded by people that are we can go to and like, I got this idea right here give me your input we kind of have a line like you know inputs of like okay cool we can do this we can I'll help you do this we'll do all right we'll tag team it together and we'll do it together um surrounding yourself with the right people is always 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 going to be a critical thing for success well and understanding too that like you know sometimes if you want to chase your dreams you got to sacrifice a couple things like you know can't be hanging out with the homies every night and just cool if you want to smoke weed smoke weed but like if you're just sitting out on the couch and just playing video games other than i'm not saying videos are bad or like sitting down watching a show like sitting down constantly binging on something and not getting any work done on like the outer of like that you know most hyper focus on most people's regular life is work most people yeah so like outside of that or or let me let me just put an asterisk on it of like i think for most people 
work is the means to an end, which is their family. Yeah, like you're right. Like that's what I thought about the other day with my parents being, you know, when I was when I was going back through and editing the home videos, which was a really fun project. Oh, it turned out great, bro. Turned out great. And as I was watching back of like my young parents, not much older than I am now, like I thought about, it, I was like, dude, in this video, my mom was only like, I think, um, I, I think she would have been like, I can't remember, 30, she's young. 35 or so. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, she's almost my age in this video. My dad's only a few years older than that. And so I was like looking at them playing with their kids and realized, oh, this is what they wanted. This was their goal the whole time building this family that was the end game that was their hyper focus right and so all the you know all the jobs that they slugged through and the hardships that they slugged through well that was for that yeah so different sort of thing yeah different sort of thing i don't have a family right now you know i don't have that need to put up with the bullshit in order to provide for you know a wife and kids dude that's definitely that's definitely a blessing and that definitely um guess but it could also help you because like sometimes like my art is my art is just i this is why i do it sometimes and sometimes i also post it on like the instagram because that way, it's always going to be archived, unless Instagram goes out. Right. I mean, it possibly. But, like, um, have it in multiple platforms, you know? Um, that way, when I, let's just say I die in two years from now. Hopefully dude, not, knock it, on wood. Knock on wood, but, like, my kid's going to see what cool, like, oh yeah, positive human being. Because it's like, I, look, when my dad... We don't talk, dude. We don't get deep like me and my mom. Me and my mom, like, I would sit down. Like, how was this when you were growing up? You know, but we'll have like that. So, like, I've gotten to know my mom other than just being my mom as a human relationship. My dad, he's a great dude, but that's just, he's not, uh, he's not an open book. So, I get very, I get very, they have a chest full of photos at home that I, that's really the inner young self that I've gotten to know of him, you know, from him traveling. I see that I've gotten, I've gotten my traveling thing from like both of my moms, but like my dad, he, one of the film cameras I got, it's one of his. Oh yeah, I forgot you said that. Oh, two of them are his. So like I got to see, dude, on my art uh, illustration page, I got like most of the backgrounds are like from his photos. Really? Yeah, yes, sir. They're from uh, they're, they're from his travel photos that he's been to. Like he traveled a lot in Mexico, so like that sucks that like we can't really. I guess we could, man, but it's just so difficult. Um, we, we could, and it, it, it's both parts. Um, not just me or him. It's it's both of us. Um, but it, yeah, it's for other people that might not have their dad in their life and they open up a chest full of, of photos, you can get to know somebody a little bit through those archives that you've gotten. Luckily enough, ours is the digital archives. Like, you know, we, we can keep 
you know, folders or you can, there's so many ways you can keep that alive. You know, Absolutely. don't just have one because that one thing could crash, yeah. could go away, whatever. But have multiple where like they type in your name, your birthday, and boom, it pops up like your platforms, the art you have done, you know. And it might not be a cool thing right now because once again, you're, you should be doing your art for you. But then back then, well, your kid looks at him like, dude, my dad made this. That'll be a cool thing for Lorenzo to see. Yes, sir. Yeah, if you have any kind of data that you want preserved, this and, and this is just kind of a side tangent here. The best security measure is three copies in two geographic locations. Okay. So that might mean, like, for example, your computer, a hard drive, and a hard drive that you keep at somebody else's house or the cloud. Yeah. That way, like you said, if one of them go, if you have everything in one spot, if you have everything on one hard drive and it goes out, you're screwed. Yeah. Like I was just thinking right now, just telling you that in, in the garage, we have tons of VC like cassette tapes. Oh yeah. That he, if there was a house fire, for example, yeah, and so like I want to go back and look at those because you just you just remembered me. I was like, dude, I need to go back and look at art. Like, and maybe we can make a little edit. Video. Honestly, dude, because the the only caveat here is we gotta have a VCR. Oh, I got one. You got one? Yeah, I we, can, dude, we, I'll buy the adapter. We got a VCR um, slash DVD. It's, it's okay. like both in in one. Um, and he, my dad kept one because he would always tell us, he was like, oh, we were always like, yeah, why are you buying a, a DVDs or anything? And he was like, no, you'll one day watch, one day you'll buy, you, they mm -hmm. won't be, accept now you can't go, I guess you can't go to Walmart and buy one, can you? There are no VCR players still being manufactured. The last one was manufactured in 2016. So now if you need to buy one, they're over 200 bucks minimum yeah. on ebay or wherever for older ones but yeah i'll i'll buy the adapter and what we can adapter? so basically what it is is you can hook the vcr up to a video adapter to where we can rip them to the computer oh okay cool yeah oh dope yeah yeah let's do it i'll ask him um i'll ask him like hey you got some old because he's got a whole thing full of them bro um yeah, it'll take some time because, you know... You, I want to look through them first and then mark down, like, okay, this one, and we'll yeah. take this little... little. I just want to... I just kind of thinking about going back or making my archives. I was like, well, that's, that's kind of like his archives. So I would love to, you know, go back mm -hmm. and... Because he has shown me, like, some old videos of, like, when Lorenzo was born. And I was like, yeah, that's so cool, That's dude. really cool. That's so cool. But, yeah. Yeah, man. By the way, did the lighting just shift? I think it just like dimmed. It did, didn't it? I didn't tell it to do that. I was like making sure I wasn't tripping here. Yeah, it just shifted yellow. That was weird. Maybe it bumps my watch. Yeah, the lighting on the watch is so convenient. Like having like being able to control my lamps from my watch. I love it. Is it pool? I love it. I do it all the time. <laughs> Many times per day. That's crazy. Yeah. The future. I'm telling you. The future. 
Imagine if later in life you could you could bring memories like old cassette tapes, download them into a program, and shoot that program. Obviously, it would be a very complex program, but you would do some work behind it, and then you could shoot that into the world. Just vibe with me, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, international or internet world, digital world, where you could plug in your VCR and you could relieve, you could actually, instead of watching that moment, you could, no, you couldn't Re affect you could, anything. You could it. relive it. You could relive it. Oh, it's like some Black Mirror stuff. Dude, that yeah. would be fresh, bro. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we'll ever get there. I don't know if it's possible. I would definitely you try. It. Yeah, I would so? definitely try it. If like, it was, I mean, it, it would know, take dude. a lot of work to do it. So that I'm, I'm curious about this. It remains to be seen. So Gabe Newell is the head and founder of Steam, which is a video game platform for PC or Valve. Valve, sorry, Valve is the company name. Steam is the platform they make. So he has for years said that someday we will have essentially like a ready player one style gaming mm -hmm. where it can hook directly to your brain. And he said the interesting thing about that is it could be higher fidelity graphics essentially than your regular eyes. If you have short sightedness or, you know, far sightedness or contacts or whatever, if you plug it directly in, your nervous system you're bypassing the uh, messed up lens yeah. in your eyeball so you could actually have graphics in a game that are more real or higher fidelity than your real eyes eyes are now that's an interesting thought but if you had some technology like that well that's kind of the same thing that you're talking about where you could relive a memory mm -hmm. essentially as a digital preservation of the Sights and sounds and smells and so forth. Yeah, but I I, I wasn't talking like directly hook up to your brain. Like you definitely just have like the VR headset. Oh well, you can do you, that now. I mean, but like, how would you shoot something that your father? It'd be harder because okay, think about it. yeah, us right I now. Mean, I mean, I mean, I'd be understanding then. Okay, let's just say you have the cassette tape. Your your, oh. kid, your kid's memory that you just did. Okay. In instead of watching, if you, if you could update it, if you could update it, and then you could, but you could move in it too, like you know what I mean. Um. Yeah. I mean, you could maybe someday, like, kind of fill in with AI yeah. the environment, like, because obviously the camera can only shoot what is in the lens. The camera has no idea what's behind it, or etc. Yeah, it would have to be. That's why I said it'd be a complex. Yeah, you'd, system. you'd be generating new environment I mean, based they, on... They got an AI that you could shoot a landscape. And obviously, like you said, the camera just shoots what the lens sees. But then you can shoot it into this program and you can tell it how far to go expand. Yeah. And it re and it generates the outside yeah, of it. And something you can like keep that. Growing it. Something like that. So like it's not too far I see what you're saying. You yeah. get what I'm saying? It, it, like that's conceivable. I mean, I'm sure yeah. it's expensive to do that, you know? Yeah. Because it's it's gotta be constantly because it's different than a computer and it once you set, you know, this you shoot the frame in and you, you say expand it, you know, mm -hmm. it, it takes a minute to 
it doesn't do it quick like that. Right. So and the, and you're talking about like a photography. I'm talking about yeah. A, so a thing too. so video is different because that that thing would have to kind of let's just say you look this way and the frame is this far. It's right. Just, it has to. It would be several orders of magnitude more computing power required. Yeah. So you could potentially, you know, I can see something like that where you might be able to do that on like a two minute video, but it would take several, several hours to render it. Imagine, imagine for the people that lost somebody, God. you could go back and you could yeah. relieve those times that you had memories with them. Yeah. And when you were lonely and you missed somebody, you would just put those VRs that hit it and you would get that dose of that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, I mean, there are some uh, projects working on kind of like something like that with a digital preservation of a person where you can take all of the audio recordings from them that you have and this and that and kind of feed that into a model and it would, as best it can, replicate, <coughs> replicate their voice and speech patterns and stuff like that. And you can talk to them? Yeah. It does unsettle me a little bit, the idea of it, but it's probably not at some level different than looking at pictures of a person. Now, is it is it formatting like... So I mean, it's a chatbot that sounds and talks like them, essentially. But... but how can I explain this? But how do sometimes knowing that voice is not really promote that full person's emotions or you know consciousness, right? Uh, you know, it, it'd be different. If, like if you weren't witty and weren't funny, and you were just like our normal born, yeah. Hello, right? How are you? If it can't be like, what's up, hermano? Like, you yeah. know, it might be able to say, what's up, hermano? Well, no, now, at least as far as like that goes, AI replication pretty- of voices is getting really, yeah. really good. Have you ever seen the videos of like, oh my God, of like Some- Trump and Biden yeah, AI yeah, 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 voices? Yeah. Like, okay, th- okay, okay, that's an example where yeah. you have hours of this person talking and the language model can get really close and say some hilarious things. You know, like the the one with like Trump and Biden getting high. Yeah. And I God, I wish I had a good Biden impression where he's like, This is some serious shit. You know? So I mean it's that same kind of principle and idea, that same technology. So at least as far as what you're saying, vocal inflection, stuff like that, it can get real close as long as you have enough data. Re- data, exactly. But there's also, you know, kind of going back to where you say about what about like their emotional range or like the way they think. Well, that, yeah. how could it? I mean, you take the thing about ChatGPT we were talking about last week where I was like the one of its downfalls on artistic merit is, well, it can't, it's programmed not to replicate the full spectrum of uh, human emotion when it comes to, it can't make dark art. Yeah. It can't. Yeah. So, similarly... Or maybe it's just blocked off from making dark art. It, it is. I mean, it is. Because there's been enough workarounds where people have, you know, essentially worked... I mean, if you, feed the, if you feed the data of dark art, 
I'm sure it can do dark art, but yeah. it's, it's just it's just a a a bridge you don't want to open up. Maybe, yeah. yeah. So maybe that wouldn't be a shortcoming as far as personhood. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I guess we'll see in another couple decades. Yeah. So guys, if you don't get anything from here, just start taking pictures, videos of yep. your loved ones, man. Keep them downloaded, man. Keep them. I've always said that's the reason why I create most of my stuff. So people could know my emotions and my thoughts and, you know, hopefully not even Lorenzo. What about if Lorenzo's kids and their kids, you know? Yeah. Oh, I wonder what great, great granddad was like. Dude, well, I think about that. Check this out. Yeah. Oh, dope. He's got a podcast. Yeah, right. Whoa, dude. He's what? What are what are cassette tapes? Right. Yeah. You know, and you intrigue them on like. Oh, so there's this there's this guy. Wow. On Inst- he, he's 34. I'm 34 Bro, right now. This is what he. This is what great granddad was like when he was my age. Dope. Like you know, there's this guy that takes these um FPV drones, and um and. You know, they usually got a GoPro, 4K, mm-hmm. whatever, really high quality. Well, he takes an old-style recording Canon, like, tape thing. Like, at, a, like a cassette record, like a Super 8-type film? Yeah, and it's super old, bro. It's, like, skinny, and, like, you look through it, and it looks like a little gun. I forgot the... It's a Canon, though. And he found a way to post it up on... Uh, First on a drone and then on a on a stabilizer, because the stabilizer, like the new ones, you can have your camera on there. You can program and it'll move like it'll have like cool like different different types of shots. And the first one he did, he did it on like you know how some car you, you're scrolling down, somebody's trying to professionally they're showing their car and they got all these B rolls, but it's like all these fancy B rolls of like you know zooming out and circle wise and like going from one to left to right. He did that with that old cassette tape. No kidding. And dude, it was, it looks so dope. But he said the reason he looked at it because he found his great great granddad's. In his in the garage or upstairs somewhere in a box, and that's where he got the idea of like, oh, what about if I feel some something old with something new? That's cool. And he stuck it on the drone, and then he took the drone to the Grand Canyon, and it's the old style. I mean, it's two oh, things so that cool. weren't meant to be. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Other than the fusion like fusion of the past and the future to make something unique, connectable. Yeah. So that's like, cool, man. Very cool. I definitely dude. want to see that. I think I'll that's super up. neat. Kind of like uh, like even music producers that are using old analog equipment on newer effects. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you can mix... Even like the, even like the fashion now. You know, How many people do you see drifting now? You know, thrifting. Thrifting, like going, you know, buy Like even these super rich people are mm-hmm. like out here. Like, yeah, they can have brand new but like us growing up when was that a thing like when we, it, it, yeah i don't it, think it, it was no you were getting hand-me-downs yeah you know or, if you had an older yeah or like i would i would get a lot of my clothes from goodwill growing up not exclusively a lot of them came from walmart too but yeah. goodwill was a big thing for you know clothes growing up but nobody nobody there was no prestige to it yeah. in the way that there is kind of now yeah mostly. i don't know if that's because clothes are made more cheaply now and 
because dude, some of those fabrics and stuff from back, I've like felt some of those like collegiate shirts and nice. thick, nice cotton. It's like that's not how cheap shirts feel now. I think sometimes we go back to the past because we live in such a fast living world that it brings us a memory of stillness simpler times simpler times bro simpler times everything's so complex now everything's so like this and this and that like you know even from like you know technology to food to you know anything everything's getting so complex and it was it's too much to keep track of you can't learn all there is to know about anything no, and and well, and you have you're so accessible to learn about anything, right? At your hand, mm-hmm. you know. But you got to pick and choose what to learn about. Yeah, that that is very true. Because think about back in the day where, like, your dad was a, your dad was a, I don't know, like, a stonemason. Yeah, knew and, everything there was to know about stonemasonry. And then he had a kid, and you knew that kid was going to continue that. That, yeah, you know, now it's like a doctor could, you know, have a, a lawyer and then that guy could have a kid that forget that, but he wants to choose endless possibilities mm-hmm. of things. Yeah. I mean, we all do. I'm not saying just the rich have it, but we all do. Some of them might, you know, be a little bit more accessible in life, but we do. We could be anything we wanted, bro. Other than, like, obviously, we're not, we're too old to join something i guess what ufc like basketball player would have had to have started that way back way back way back but i mean the pool of choosing what you want to be in life is way greater than like than you know even our generation like i I, my mom was telling me about a younger girl that went to our church and like she since she was little she always wanted to obviously she's what like three years younger than me and um and so obviously her thing was like now she lives she's a registered nurse traveling nurse living in in uh in hawaii and that was her main goal and that that was her main thing to like get out of here and move to hawaii because she wanted to live near the ocean she wanted to you know be warm year round Mm -hmm. um beautiful hikes and you know such a chill vibe when you i've never been there but i've heard um so it's it's definitely when did i didn't ever think about doing that shit when i was growing up you know not in not at that extreme never crossed my mind never but the reason she said she saw is because she saw through social media she saw different possibilities on hey i want to live i want to move away from this place to move here what are jobs that you know could be okay with traveling you know and it popped up and she Mm -hmm. was like okay cool i'm interested in the human body so you know that's that's another sacrifice she took you know maybe she wasn't interested in the human body and doing that but she knew that the sacrifice of doing that would be great money and being able to, okay, she might work a job, but then you retire, and the, she's already retired in somewhere, like, great, you know what I mean? The juice was worth the squeeze. Yeah, the juice is definitely worth the squeeze on that one, bro. Most yeah. definitely. But, you know, it, it amazes me of the evolution of 
And then I look at my parents and they weren't even thinking about what we're doing right now. You no, know? this wasn't an option. Like podcasting, like my mom went, my mom did do a radio thing for a little bit for church. And she was like, when I was telling her what we do and like, I, she, obviously she didn't listen to it fully, but when right. I showed her and she heard me talking, she was like, y'all can do that now from like, yeah, like we can do, we're doing it's it. our own radio show. More most, or less, that's most it. definitely, dude. Yeah, and so to her, she was like, "That's a mind blowing, you know, it's a mind blowing thing." Being able, to, like, she was never thinking about this back in that yeah. day. Well, because you know, just for one, the equipment was prohibitively expensive for anyone to do it independently, really. Yeah. And now, I mean, less than one paycheck, basically. Yeah, and we can get our full setup. Yeah. And obviously, the second part being publishing. Yeah. When when you're limited to FM radio, it's harder too because the licensing, you got to get licensed. People are running that, you know. It's it's the, the, yeah. Right. We're so blessed to have multiple mm-hmm. platforms yeah. to be able to push yeah. this out. Yeah, that was like early YouTube, man. Early YouTube was just a mind-boggling thing of like, oh, oh, anybody can make their own. Yeah. videos now that, that really was like the i think that really was like the the thing that made people really or i guess vine was uh, youtube well, vine, was vine, before vine, vine, vine was, right yeah, vine was yeah. way later yeah so that's like really where people were like imagine being one of the first and being like okay like what should i create mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah i mean and there were no Nobody had figured it out yet. There was not really an algorithm yet. No. No, you were just posting up, bro. Just a free creative sp- uh, free creative space for weirdos to try something out. And it's crazy how it grew to like now there's different different topics on like YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can be a traveler vlogger, you can be um informational you know um you can be a car yeah you can be from you can still be weird on there oh yeah definitely yeah and kids want to be youtubers yeah that's crazy that is crazy like back then they that ask us what we want to be we want to be president i know you ask these kids i want to be an astronaut what do you want to be when you grow up a youtuber i want to be a streamer i want to be a youtuber boxer yeah i mean it could happen it could it could just gotta dedicate yourself Let's see. I think we're at about one hour, 20 minutes. Cool. Well, I think we can go ahead and put a bow on this thing. We got it. All right. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful new year. I don't know. What the fuck? I mean, we're, we're, we're how many? We're a week and a half. We're uh, not even a week yet. So, yeah, you can still say it. I can still say it. And this will be coming out two and a half weeks from now. Oh, so now nah, we're not going to say that. I hope you have a shitty new. <laughs> no, uh, we don't have like a defined sign off thing yet. No. Well, we usually do like, thank you for listening. This is David. Yeah. Do we fact. need to keep saying our names every time? <laughs> I mean, it just makes it a little bit. It makes, doesn't it make it feel a little official though? Like, cause you never know. This episode could be a first person's episode though. That is true. Yeah. That you're right. 
It could be. But if we're going to do it at the beginning, we do I we guess we don't have to do it at the end. Just to remind you. Who Just to we remind are. you. This is Jeff Fed and David Boyd. Thanks for listening. See ya.